you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by and sharing and spending the quality time because the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your mother-in-law. <laughs> so there's that going on. But she's a lovely person, I hear. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, we have an amazing author on the show. I don't know what we do. Like every day somebody sits down and they put in amazing, brilliant authors into the Google machine. And out pops these wonderful people, brilliant minds, beautiful names. And none of them are me. That's why we have guests on the show, so that we have, can have some smart people on the show, uh, some smartness. Because there's none of that left over when I'm do the show single. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll be getting into our newest author on the show. Uh, in the meantime, refer your show to family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Foss, youtube.com, Foss, uh, linkedin.com, Foss, the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 group over there. And then we're also on TikTok nowadays. So check that out over there as well. She's the author of the amazing new book that's uh, just come out April 18th. 2023 gretchen rubin joins us on the show she's a multi-book author you've probably heard of her a new york times bestseller uh she has her newest book called life in five senses count them all five life in five senses how exploring the senses got me out of my head and into the world she joins us on the show today and she is one of today's most influential and thought-provoking observers of happiness and human nature her previous books include the new york number one new york times bestseller the happiness project as well as the best-selling books better than before happier at home the four tendencies outer order intercom and her latest book life five senses she's host of the popular award-winning podcast happier with gretchen rubin i kind of sense there's a there's a happiness sort of uh, theme that's going on here we'll get into that and uh, where she and her co-host and sister elizabeth Kraft explore strategies and insights to how to make life happier as the founder of the happiness project she has helped create imaginative products for people to use in their own happiness projects uh welcome to the show gretchen how are you I'm so happy to be talking to you. Of course. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think the show's going to be more happier. Like, I, I don't think we've had this much happiness on the show. Do we know what to do with this? <laughs> Never well, enough. The show. Well, we're going to find out. That's what we're, that's for sure. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs, please, and get to know uh, you better. Uh, yeah, GretchenRubin.com. You can find out all kinds of information about me and my books. And that's also my handle on all social media is Gretchen Rubin. There you go. And you've written quite a few books. How many books have you written? So people can go uh, search those out and buy them on Amazon. Uh, Life in Five Senses is my 10th book. I just counted uh, a few days ago. Yeah. So it's hard to believe I've hit number 10. There you go. And they're already writing up the sirens in the background there in New York for you. It sounds oh, like or something. Yeah. Keeping it real. Yes. Yeah, very authentic. <laughs> there you go. So what motivated you want to write this uh, 10th book? 
Well, you know, it was a very ordinary moment in my life. I had a bad case of pink eyes, so I went to the eye doctor. And as I was getting ready to leave, he said to me very casually, you know, like, wear enough sunscreen. And he said, be sure to come back for your checkup because, as you know, you're more at risk for losing your vision. Hmm. And I was completely taken aback. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know that. He said, oh, yes, you're very nearsighted. So you're more at risk for having a detached retina and that can uh, that can affect your vision. And I had a friend who had just lost some of his vision to a detached retina. So that felt really, you know, possible to me. And as I walked out onto the street, I realized, you know, often we don't appreciate what we have until we lose it or we fear we might lose it. And I thought, Mm here's all the splendor of everything around me in the New York City streetscape. But I didn't notice one thing on my way over here. I was completely lost in a fog of preoccupation. I didn't notice one detail on my way over. And as I was thinking about that, it was like every knob in my brain got turned up to 11 and I could see every every leaf on the tree. I could hear every sound on a separate track. I could smell every smell in very smelly New York City. And it was like this psychedelic transcendent experience, my whole walk home. And by the time I got back to my own apartment, I thought, this is the missing piece. I've been studying happiness for a long time. And this is something that I've been missing. This is a missing puzzle piece, which is connecting directly to the world and to other people and with myself through my five senses. And I love that, you know, because there's 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 so much that we take for granted, I think, a lot of times, right? Where we, you know, we take a lot of these senses, smelling and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to smell New York City in the summer, but uh, mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, but still, I mean, a lot of this stuff is a privilege, being able to see things uh, clearly. I mean, I've, I've been one that's been losing my vision, you know, over 12, since I was 12 years old. And uh, you, you start to really become appreciative of these things, but tuning into them and not taking for granted is probably really important. Right. And you're exactly right. So not everybody has has five senses, but whatever complement of senses we have, we can really uh, ta- appreciate them and use them to connect with other people, to spark creativity, to calm ourselves down or, you know, boost ourselves up, whatever it might be. There's so many ways we can harness the power of our, our five senses, you know, to do all these things and also just to appreciate the moment, whether or not we have all five um I think you're right. I think a, a lot of them are taken for granted. I think one thing with the sense of smell, which you mentioned, is that because of COVID, um, a lot of people who considered the sense of smell kind of a bonus smell or kind of like, well, it's nice to have, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that important. I think it made people much, much more aware of how, how important our sense of smell is to our sense of vitality, to our appreciation for the flavor of food, you know, our sense of connection to other people, like, now I think people are a lot less likely to take it for granted. There you go. And we live in kind of a dumbed down world. So I'll lay a foundation. What are the five senses and mm. uh, what, what sort of exploration in, as in the title of your book, what did you go on uh, to explore these? Well, how many senses there are is an excellent question because these days scientists actually say that we have more like 33 or 35 senses. Oh, I but feel there tired are- already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are five senses which we could call uh, the kindergarten senses or or, oh. the, Arist- or the Aristotelian senses. Oh. And that's seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you think of the, the senses. I think that's what most people think of right away. We're very aware of these senses. We mm-hmm. think about them all the time. It's not like the other senses, like 
proprioception, which runs in the background. We're kind of only really aware of it if something goes wrong. Mm. Um, but with something like seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, we really notice that. We yeah. talk about it. We have adventures with it. Uh, we reminisce about it. We look to it for comfort or pleasure. These are the senses that really, you know, are, ve are very, aw we're very aware of those senses. Mm -hmm. uh, is there one that's, uh, that's more particular than others? I imagine if someone's missing one, like say sight, their, their ability to hear, smell and, and taste maybe is ample, learns to be amplified to offset the loss of that. Is there, is there a, one dominant sense that most people have in your study? Well, when we lose one sense, it's not that our other senses become stronger. It's that just mm -hmm. we become more uh, skillful at using them. So, for mm -hmm. instance, with using something like hearing, echolocation is something that pretty much anybody can learn to do. But if you can use sight, you don't really need to use, draw upon echolocation. So you don't you don't take advantage of it. It's not that you're hearing any better. It's just that you're hearing more effectively. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the five senses, we are, as human beings, wired for sight. Um, th that has the most sophisticated um, wiring in the brain. It has the most real estate in the brain. If there's a conflict among senses, sight will usually trump. Um, so we do bring that into the world with us. After that is hearing. And then the other three kind of have a, a, or, or take a much less space in our brain. Um, mm -hmm. But people definitely have different senses that they appreciate and that they uh, neglect. And that's that really varies from person to person. Hi, folks, here's Foss here with a little station break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. We'll resume here in a second. Uh, I'd like to invite you to come to my coaching, speaking, and training courses website. You can also see our new podcast over there at chrisvossleadershipinstitute.com. Over there, you can find all the different stuff that we do for speaking engagements, if you'd like to hire me, uh, training courses that we offer, and coaching for leadership, management, entrepreneurism, uh, podcasting, corporate stuff. Uh, with over 35 years of experience in business and running companies as a CEO, and be sure to check out Chris Voss Leadership institute.com now back to the show there you go so uh what sort of exploration did you do of your senses and and uh, to help you discover better happiness awareness and just enjoying the richness of life as we're kind of you know we're kind of edging to that point where you know we're seeing things you know disappear as we get older oh well i mean i did so many things i mean this was just the most fun with every book i write i think <laughs> it's never going to be this good again and it, i'll never enjoy writing a book so much again and, the, and and then with every book i do and with this book it was just so fun because i have to confess like i didn't do the kind of sensory exercises like the five four three two one meditation or like mm -hmm. let me sip a cup of coffee for 20 minutes and really notice it I took a much more kind of playful, fun, energetic, um, uh, just like high energy way of engaging with my senses. So I did all kinds of things like um, I had a taste party for my friends. I wanted to use the sense of taste to connect oh. with other people. So I love doing taste comparisons. I went to Flavor University for two days and we did all these taste comparisons and I loved that. So I had my friends over and we compared varieties of apples, potato chips, chocolate. Um, we really experienced the magic of ketchup. If you, if you taste like a little bit of Heinz ketchup, you will realize that it is one of the incredibly rare foods that manages to have all five basic tastes in one. Really? It's sweet, it's salty, it's sour, it's bitter, it's umami. 
That Ooh. is really, really hard to pull off. That's why ketchup is the secret ingredient in all kinds of foods where you probably do not expect to find it, like pad thai, um, <gasps> Thousand Island dressing. Um, like a margarita has four, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have a mommy. It's hard to get to all five. Um, and so we just had fun. It was like this new way to connect with a sense of taste mm -hmm. um, and to connect with other people, but mm -hmm. in, in a fresh way. And um, I learned a lot about my sense of taste and, and how I, I, how my preferences were different from other people's. It was really, really fun to do. Yeah. I, I've, I've sadly in throughout my life, I've enjoyed sense of taste a little too much because I'm wearing mm. most of the burgers and pies that mm. I ate and desserts, but we're trying to get rid of that. So we've kind of backed off the sense of taste so much, but, but no, you're right. Appreciating uh, these things and reveling in them. You know, I've always loved when I go to a restaurant, Spago's has always been one of my favorite places or a nice restaurant where the, the whatever the algorithm uh, algorithm of, of foods and tastes that, this chef is prepared. You taste something you've never tasted before in your life. Mm -hmm. and you're like, that's not in the bank of, of taste. And that, that tastes ex exceptional. Um, well, it's uh, funny that you mentioned taste like that because, so I have a quiz that people can take, which, which is what's your neglected sense. And it tells you of the five senses, oh. which one you neglect. Um, mm -hmm. And this is good to know because with your appreciated sense, you already are like really enjoying it and, and, and uh, leaning into it for pleasure and comfort. With a neglected sense, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit because you don't typically turn to it for fun or adventure. You don't reminisce about it. You don't engage with it. You're not with friends. You don't want to learn about it. You don't turn to it for comfort <laughs> or pleasure. But my most neglected sense is taste. Oh. Yeah. So it sounds like that's one of your, your most appreciated senses. But for me, that was a sense where I was like, so many people enjoyed this sense so much. What can I do? Given that I I pretty much don't do much with this, I eat kind of the same food every day, and I'm not very adventurous. And um, I found that there was a lot of things that I could do with the sense of taste. Um, and if people want to take the quiz, it's at GretchenRubin.com/quiz, mm -hmm. and it tells you your most neglected sense, and then you have a whole new arena to explore uh, to have more happiness. There you go. You know, it the simple joys of life. I know that when we're young. You know, all this is fresh and new, and you know, you you look up the stars, and you're like, "Hey, this is really cool," and you know, everything you know smells and and things are are all new. But when you get older, it's like, "Yeah, it's another burger," you know, and <laughs> and and so I think we take a lot of it for granted until we start maybe losing some of the edge on some of it, whether it's sight or you know, my smell, my my sense of smell. I don't know what happened. I. I I guess years ago, I had a lot of uh, sinus infections from colds and stuff living in the northern states. And uh, for some reason, it's done some sort of damage where I, I can't smell stuff very well. Unless wow. I just have it really close or it's part of the aroma. But, uh, you know, like people will be like, hey, man, have you cleaned up the office garbage in your thing? You threw some food out there, man. It's been here all weekend. And I'll be like, I can't smell it. Oh, but, but that could be another reason, too. Really? So part of it could be that your sense of smell is affected, which which it sounds like it probably is. Like you just don't smell as acutely. Mm -hmm. um, but also um, one of the funny things about uh, the senses is that we we all of us live in our own different sensory world. Mm -hmm. And you can't smell your home or your office the way a visitor smells it. Because oh. of, because ad of adaptation, um, your, your sense of smell just tells you about things that it thinks you need to know changes. So oh. if there's a very familiar smell... Like, let's say, you know, let's say my apartment smells like cats mm -hmm. um, or my apartment smells like air freshener. It's so familiar to me that I won't smell it. 
or like mm. if you work in a in a in a in a coffee factory you won't smell it but oh. to people for whom it's new they will smell it so maybe you don't smell it because you don't smell very well but maybe you don't smell something because it's just very very familiar so somebody who mm. comes in for the first time smells it and if you left for a month you might smell it but you don't smell it if it's something that you smell every day so yeah, just, like that's just kind of a funny little a funny little uh uh fact about the sense of smell you know that makes a lot of sense for why some people block stuff out i when i was younger i used to work for this uh company called car products kr and they did uh, like shop tools and welding and stuff like that and you would go to shops and sell them their their gears and there was a place that we would go that uh took old uh carcasses at the time uh roadkill uh, old horses and stuff and would grind it up into meal for dog food i don't think they do that anymore but uh this was a while back ago but the smell when i would go there i always have to make it the last stop on my route to different shops because the smell was off the chart intense and i i would say to people how can you work here yeah and uh, there was like, yeah, you know, it's well after a while. And I'm like, how, how is that possible? Yeah. And then there in, you go. In gaming, I'll hear people that they have their fire alarm batteries that have gone out in the background. And it will drive me mental because you can hear the beep, beep, beep. You know, like, hey, man, is it this hard to just reach up and change a nine volt battery? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, you can't hear that beeping? Like, that's. Oh, maddening, you know, if you go to New York, when I remember when I went to New York to visit, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to tune out all that traffic because I'm not used to it. But New Yorkers are, are used to it, you know, the honking and the sirens and stuff. So, well, we just had a siren in the background here and you heard it and I did not because my brain just takes that out. But then like my sister lives in Los Angeles and in Los Angeles, they don't hear helicopters. Oh, because yeah. again, it's just it's a noise that's so common and it has no information value. And yeah. so the brain just brings that down. Yeah. And in earthquakes, we just think we just, I don't know, ate some Taco Bell and things were feeling weird. Uh, so, you know, we don't even notice earthquakes unless they're really large. Like when, when the house starts shaking, we go, uh, is there an earthquake happening? And, you know, then. <laughs> but it's interesting. So how do, how do we try and develop these better to achieve joy and happiness and, uh, and, and kind of... Uh, I don't know, experience our world more, I guess. That's what we're after. Absolutely. I mean, and that's what the whole book is about, which is how with each of the different senses, what, what are ideas for how you can use it? Um, and, and what I was really surprised when I was working on the book is like, sure, I thought I would it would make me happier. Like that was my hypothesis going into the book. But what I found is that with the five senses, you could really use it for kind of anything you were aiming for. So for some people, what they want is they want to chill out. They're, they need to calm down. They're very stressed out. They need to find more serenity. But then other people feel kind of like sluggish and listless, and they need to find a way to get energized. Then there are people who want to spark creativity, like they're feeling stuck. Then there are other people who are just like, I just need to sit down and focus. I just need to you know, be productive. Then um, some people want to engage with others. That's probably the highest uh, form of uh, you know anything that you're doing that's going to broaden or deepen your relationships. Probably the most important thing you could do to make yourself happier. And then you can also use it to evoke memories. Um, this is you know the senses are famous for their ability mm. to evoke memories. These are called Proustian memories, <laughs> memories evoked by a strong sense sensory experience. And I'm somebody who doesn't have a good memory of my own life. So I'm always looking for like ways to tap into memory and the mm -hmm. senses are great for that or to create memories in the present. 
And so sort of depending on what you want, it, it, it almost became kind of hard to manage as I was writing. Cause I was like, I just keep thinking of more and more and more things to try. Like one thing I love to do, and this is good if you just sort of want to become more, just more present in the moment generally, just more like more appreciating your five senses is I just have a journal where I write seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. And every oh. day I just like write one notable thing. It doesn't have to be my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Just like, like I remember the other day I walked by uh, uh, a movie theater and I had, I smelled that movie popcorn smell, oh. you know, which is so distinctive. <laughs> and I just wrote it down, smelling movie popcorn. And, and, and this is something where it kind of reminds you as you're going throughout the day to stay alert, because mm-hmm. my problem was, you know, I was so lost in my head for so long. I thought it's easy to feel changed. It's harder to stay changed. Like once I'm done with my book, how am I going to stay, you know, keyed into my five senses? And this kind of like note keeping, it's very easy. It doesn't take long, but it really gives me that feeling of connecting to the moment, appreciating the world. It acts kind of like a gratitude journal. I, I, mm. I used, I kept a gratitude journal when I was writing the happiness project. Cause everybody says you should. I was very deeply annoyed by the gratitude journal. It did not work for me. But this is kind of a gratitude journal because it's sort of like you're you're recognizing the beauties of the world. You know, you're like movie popcorn smell. Yes, like I recognize you. I mean, so it's funny. It, it, it's a much more effective gratitude journal than my actual gratitude journal ever was. So that's like one very easy way um, to uh, to stay tuned into all five senses every day. And 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 I think you nailed hit it on the head there. It, it's you know we really struggle, especially as we get older, and we got so many things going on and so many you know goals and and deadlines and all that stuff. And you know we're kind of used to everything so far. Um, it, you know, staying present is a real fight sometimes to to be in that gratitude where you can be present and really try and enjoy life. And that's one of the things I love about the five senses is they, they are happening right now. You cannot bookmark them. You can save them for later. Um, especially the sense of smell, because like you can listen to a song on a loop and, you know, until you're like sick to death of it. But with the sense of smell, because of what we were talking about before odor fatigue, like even if I'm smelling something beautiful, if I sniff it, sniff it, sniff it before long, I can't even smell it anymore. You can't glut yourself on perfume um, and so the, the senses are a way to tie us to the moment because that's the only way we can experience them yeah. is right here, right now. So it's if you want that feeling um, of connecting with the moment, um, it's it's really powerful. It, it, it's interesting. You were mentioning earlier how when you're a child, you experience things more intensely. And there's something very interesting um, called the reminiscence bump. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people put this between like 10 to 30 years. Some people say it's more like 15 to 25 years. But this is like a period in like childhood and young adulthood where for the rest of their lives, adults will will report having more intense memories. Like we have clearer memories of that period than like of being in our 40s. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's a very interesting thing to think about how certain par- parts of your life do stand out more vividly in your mind. It, it, it isn't just yeah, I think sometimes we think this is like our idiosyncratic thing that we can remember high school better than we can re- remember, you know, being 38. Um, but that's, that's a very, that's a very common phenomenon. There you go. Uh, what about, uh, what about, uh, you hear that people like have like love languages and sentences Mm -hmm. like, well, I like to hear people say, I love you. Or I like people to show me or, or I like to see things, be flowers brought to me. Is there a real truism to that? Uh, you know, like for me, 
auditory is really big. Like music takes me back to places and brings back memories. No, I think you're exactly right. I think I think that we that's we tend to have like appreciated senses, foreground senses, and these are senses where you really you you love to learn about it. You mm-hmm. like to have new experiences in it. You like to talk about it with other people. Um, you'll use it for comfort or pleasure, or like you say, to connect with your past. It's very, very powerful. I don't know if you know about the web- website Nostalgia Machine, but it, you can put it in a year and it will kick up all the most popular Sorry. songs. So if you like to tap into music for for to for nostalgia, it's like so fun. Um, but then, so those are the senses that we really do take advantage of. So it sounds like you're hearing and taste. Funnily enough, these are my two most neglected senses, oh. those exact ones. Um, but your, but if your two most appreciated senses are hearing and tasting, those are the most common. Those are the biggest ones. Because I, I, not that this is scientifically valid. So on my quiz, I mentioned what's your neglected sense. Um, their selection bias, it's not scientifically proven 100%. Not saying that. But tens of thousands of people have taken this quiz. And what's interesting is that for neglected sense, what people neglect, that's very evenly distributed. But mm-hmm. for appreciated sense, the senses of hearing and tasting are the two most appreciated senses. Wow. It's fascinating. I thought it might be seeing just because we're wired for seeing, but that wasn't what I found. Wow. You know, it, 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 it's something that, uh, I mean, yeah, you can't take it for granted. Uh, sadly, in a lot of times in life, we wait too long yes. to where, like you mentioned earlier in the show, where uh, we, we don't appreciate it until we lose it. Um, I have keratoconus in my left eye, which is a, a sagging cornea, which eventually reaches a point where you have to get a, a cornea transplant. Mm. And it's, it progresses and gets worse over time. And uh, I remember being told by the doctor that, yeah, you're probably going to eventually need one of those. And I, I, I was like, damn, I, I, you know, I really love seeing stuff and the beauty of it. And so I started buying cameras and focusing on camera work and taking pictures and editing pictures. And, you know, I, my, my uh, greatest things in my life are my dogs. So, you know, taking pictures of them, trying to capture the moment. Uh, after losing a, a couple dogs, you know, I realized that their time isn't as moves much faster than ours. Yeah. And you've got to capture those moments and, and catch them. And then, of course, trying to bring out the beauty. And, and uh, you know, I started going to beaches in California, taking day trips and, you know, looking through the lens. Uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Rush, wrote a lyric of Neil Peart, said, uh, Chase the light around the world. Um, and it was basically talking about you're, you, you know, you're getting older and you're trying to chase the light and you're kind of that, uh, you're kind of almost that, uh, mosquito trying to stay alive and, and, uh, and, and keep seeing the world that, that you can see while you can still see it. And so, yeah, I, yeah. yeah that was yeah. my focus of mine for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. And if you think, well, I have the rest of my life to go look at beaches <laughs> in California, then you may never go. Or when you're like, oh, I can see my dog whenever I want. But then you mm-hmm. then you realize, no, this is either time will take the dog away from me, you know, or my own body, like I'll no longer be able to tap into that sense. And so um, and like that's that's a perfect example of how like when we recognize the power of a sense, we can think about like, well, what are the activities that I could do just as part of mm-hmm. my ordinary life that would allow me to really harness the power of that and taking pictures of, of, of like of be- the beauties of nature and then also of these dogs that you love so much. I mean, 
what what a like a an effective and constructive way to mm -hmm. deal with the threat to your site. I mean, that's that's like a really constructive way to deal with that. Um, and then the journey that the that brings back when we go through the memories and stuff and Google Photos is kind of fun where it'll send you back to memory. It'll be like, hey, four years yeah. ago today you were doing this and you'll get I'll see a picture of our puppy or something and you're like, yes. uh, you're like, oh wow, okay, you, I, you can remember that day. And so I yeah, love that. so I many love amazing that. things for finding I, happiness. I love that function. And here's something else that's fun to do with reminiscing. So. I don't know about you. I've lived in a lot of different places over my life. And, 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 you know, and then there are the places of the people that you love, like your grandparents' house or your best mm -hmm. friend's house or whatever. I realized like if you go online and look up an address, you can almost always, you can see the outside of it, but often you can see the inside of it because if it's been on sale oh, um, yeah, yeah. You, or for rent, you can go. And so like, I found all these interior pictures of my grandparents' house completely unrenovated it looked exactly the way i mean the furniture was gone but everything like the drawer pulls in the guest room like all these little details wow. that i immediately remember the the minute that i saw them um but so like i called my sister and we like went through a house that we lived in when we were like in our early teens and it was again the furniture was all different and, and like and the paint and the wallpaper was different but it was like, oh, I forgot about that staircase or, oh, do you remember the time when, um, you know, you fell down the stairs or whatever? Um, so, yeah, when we start thinking like, well, how could I reminisce with this sense or how could I connect with this sense in a different way? A lot of times it doesn't take that much effort to think of kind of fresh, new, really engaging ways uh, to lean into it. There you go. One of the things you talked about was going and visiting the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Flavor University, that was kind of interesting. You mentioned that earlier in the show. Uh, is it, what's Flavor University? Is it like a chef school or some sort no. of? No, it's a free two-day course that you can take. It's in Geneva, Illinois. It's put on by Fona International, which is a big, it's basically like a flavor manufacturing company. Oh, and they wow. do it. So the people who do it are like flavor professionals. So um, I remember they emailed me. They're like, it's fine if you want to come, but we don't know that you're really going to be that interested in this. Cause you know, and I was like, well, if you'll have me, I really want to come because most people were there. They were like, they worked on dog food or they worked on oh. toothpaste or, you know, they were like candy engineers, which I thought was like very Willy Wonka. But so they're like flavor professionals, you know, there are many oh, people wow. who are flavor professionals. So, but they let me just tag along. And um, like one of the things we did was we tried every kind of milk, which, mm -hmm. Like, again, like just taste comparisons is so interesting because we never sit down and think like, okay, let me taste cream and whole milk and 2% milk and, and, and skim milk and oat milk and almond milk and chocolate milk all in a row and really compare them because you're like, they taste so different from each other. You know, you're like, well, milk is milk. It's like, no, they can, they taste completely different. You just um, made me want to go buy like a whole plethora of different variations of milk, including chocolate. It is chocolate. so <laughs> fun. Or like one thing um, I think would be fun to do is like get, get like six varieties of, of uh, vanilla ice cream, like from uh. premium to cheap and have a bunch of people say like, well, can we, let's rate them. Can you tell the difference between what's expensive and what's cheap? Do like, or do you, do you like it more creamy? Do you like it more icy? Like, because you never sit down and just compare and it's so fun to do. And there's, there's the textures of it too. When and it the textures, the, yeah. the mouthfeel. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I remember, I, I think I went and studied a little bit of, uh, you know, how to be a wine connoisseur and a, and a, a uh, whiskey scotch connoisseur in Las Vegas. You're definitely a taste guy. I am. I'm wearing yeah. most of the things I've tasted, uh, which, <laughs> which has been very fatty, very fatty foods and other things, but we're trying to, we're trying to get good. But one of the things I did learn in losing weight and, uh, eating more healthier was learning to make salads that tasted great and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, different products that weren't high in fat and bad for you, you know, like getting away from McDonald's and, uh, but eating more healthy foods and then enhancing that learning to season it so that you can enjoy the taste because that's a lot of times what we were just looking for. My mom's kind of funny. She'll, she'll get something bad like a donut or a burger or something. And she's just, she realizes she's just after the taste. She'll actually bite it, eat it, you know, taste the flavor and stuff and then spit it back out. Wow. Um, but, but you know, it's kind of smart because she realizes she just wants to taste like, well, if you, if you get a craving for a Big Mac, you kind of like that special sauce flavor and, you know, the flavoring of it, but you really don't want to eat that whole gross thing. I mean, maybe some people do, but usually about halfway through, I'm regretting all the choices I've made, but you know, you, you just kind of want that initial thing. And so, and sometimes people, uh, eat foods because actually they're actually dehydrated or maybe they just want the salt They're They need some electrolytes. And so, uh, it's kind of interesting how we play with our minds and our senses that way. Well, one thing that's interesting to know is that um, we tend to like food less and less as we have bite after bite. Mm -hmm. And like, this is why a lot of times if you go to a, like a fancy restaurant, they'll have lots of little dishes oh. because our appreciation for something is the highest when we're having like the first bites of it. And then it sort of diminishes. Oh. Um, and so, um, and there's something called the buffet effect, which is that if you've got a whole buffet of foods, you'll tend to eat a lot more because if you're just <laughs> eating one thing, you get kind of sick of it and you fill up. But if, if you keep trying new things, you'll think, oh, yeah, I would love to taste that. I would love to taste that. And so it keeps your appetite high and your eagerness to try something high. And so one thing you might say is, OK, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have the one thing. I'm not going to like have like a, a, like a bunch of different things. Like when I go when I go to a, I never get the buffet option when I go to a, a restaurant or something. I always order from the menu because then it's like you have what you have because the buffet you know, it, 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 you, you try a lot of things and you tend to eat more because, um, because, uh, you're, you're, you're having a wider array of things. Yeah. And, and I don't know what it is. I, I, you know, in Vegas, I've been to the Bellagio buffet. I've been to, yeah. uh, uh, I think it was over the Rio. Um, it, it, for some reason, everything tastes the same to me in a buffet. I don't know mm -hmm. why. It's just mm -hmm. all, there's a blandness to it. I don't know if it's all cooked in the same place. So it's picking mm. up flavor. Well, Las Vegas. Yeah. They, you kind of get the feeling it's quantity, not quality. Kind of, yeah. you know, they're, they're titillating you, but it's in a very mass produced way. Yeah. And yeah. so it gets to me. Uh, what have we touched on that you discovered and researched in your book? Well, one of the things that really surprised me is really just how different people's sensory universes are and like how they're mm. cued into anything. And I just imagine like if you and I walked into a restaurant, like I could imagine that for you, the playlist would be really important. You seem to love music. Oh, You're very yeah. attuned to your hat. And so, but for me, like 
I'm not so tuned into hearing and music. And so if a place is too loud, I really notice that because a lot of time with your neglected sense, mm. you're very aware of the negative. You're less aware of the positive. Ah, Whereas for you, positive. you might be like, I don't want to go to that restaurant. They have terrible, the food is fine, but they have terrible taste in music. Whereas for me, I wouldn't even notice that. <laughs> but like for me, the light in a restaurant is, I've been in restaurants where I'm like, I want to leave because the light is so ugly. It makes my eyes hurt. And oh, the yeah. people I'm around are like, what are you talking about? It's fine. So, you know, yeah. it's just like we're it's very, very different. Um, uh, uh, and, and just to remember that we're we're experiencing things. And we, we have such different uh, things that we're aware of or bothered by. This is why we have to show consideration for each other, because just because I feel like something's fine and it's no big deal doesn't mean that for you it's not. Um, it's not, it's not an issue. I mean, like one thing is, um, like when you want to focus, okay. So Chris, let me ask you this. If you really needed to focus, like there's something that was very taxing that you had to do, would you want to work in silence in a busy hum, like a coffee shop, music with words, music without words, or something like white noise, brown noise, pink noise, green noise. Metallica. Okay. So music with words, music with words and familiar music with words that helps you concentrate. Yeah. And a good anger beat, you know, that sort of thing. So like, even if you were doing something where like you really had to focus, that's what you would choose. Yeah. Now, if, if I've got to write something yeah. like an article or review or something like yeah. that, or I'm trying to conform my thoughts i might have to turn the music down or or pause it or turn to like some piano music or something mm. because uh you know vocals will yeah kind of start converging on that but then yep. usually i go back to the metallica but see isn't that fascinating because <laughs> i really prefer silence mm -hmm. but if it's not silence then a busy hum like working in a coffee shop or like a busy library i i i, I, I like that as well and it's just interesting because both of us just need a different environment. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think sometimes like sometimes you you think like well listen if every if you want to focus you need to like turn off the music but that wouldn't be good good advice for you. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think we have to be aware that just because something works for one person doesn't mean that it works for someone else and vice versa. I think sometimes we we are hard on ourselves because we're like well why can't I do xyz thing? that somebody else can do? Why can't I just sit down in the middle of an open open office plan and focus the way my coworkers can? It's like, because that doesn't work for you and that's fine. Yeah. So let's just figure this out. Do do men and women uh, experience senses the same way? I, I imagine maybe women are more connected emotionally to their uh, senses. I had a girlfriend once who, man, she would put a lot of salt on her food, like a like a lot of like anybody i think anybody else in the world would be like really like back that off a little like what's going on over there mm. um maybe she had issues with the uh, you know uh electrolytes and stuff or something but well she uh, could have been a super taster because uh yeah. super tasters things are more bitter and so mm -hmm. sometimes salt cuts bitterness so maybe she uh did she not like to eat a lot of things like broccoli or black coffee like did she seem to like think a lot of things tasted very bitter I don't remember exactly, mm. but I yeah. do remember going out to very nice restaurants and being like, I think you're killing what the chef did and he's going to come out and be angry. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's funny because the, the, the name super taster, you might think that these people are real foodies and that they oh. love taste, but often they, there's a lot they don't like because it'll mm. taste too sweet or too bitter. Like they're experiencing things so intensely that often, 
um, people who are just like regular tasters, like I, me, I'm a regular wow. taster. We actually like more things because we, 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 we don't have that like sort of extremely high sensitivity. So it could have been something like that. I mean, I'm just guessing because that's one of the yeah. things that's, that's like why some people put salt on grapefruit or like if your coffee is really bitter, if you put just like a pinch of salt in, it'll cut the bitterness. It's like one of those, those, uh, those kind of bonkers thing. But, but as to men and women, here's the thing. A lot of people are very interested in studying like differences in men and women, but I find, I think myself, the gender differences are tend to be swamped by individual differences. Mm. I feel like it's much more interesting to think like, well, what's true for me? What's true for you? Rather than thinking what's true for women generally, because there's always so many exceptions. It just doesn't feel yeah. that, that helpful to me. So mm. I'm always more interested in thinking like, well, what's my experience? What's your experience? Uh, because I'm always very focused on the like on what the individual can do, kind of like in their everyday life, and so I don't I I, I didn't spend much time looking at, at that at that research, though I know other people um, are interested in those questions. Maybe when we seek mates, we should seek people that have similar I don't know if you call them love languages, but similar tastes like us. That is a great idea, Chris. I am going to look at that. I would love to do a. Uh, like a, a questionnaire where I said, once people know their appreciated sense and their neglected sense to ask them, have your sweetheart take the quiz and see, do people tend to match up? Do they tend to not match up? Somebody just told me that every, the all five members of her family took the quiz and they had all five really? senses of neglected senses. So they didn't have one, like they had no overlap, but wow. it would be really interesting because is it like, you and I both love music. So we go to concerts and we talk about music all the time and we swap playlists. And so like, that's part of like how we got going as a couple. So we share that. Yeah. Or is it yeah. like opposites attract and you're into music and I'm into smell. And I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I think that's a really interesting question. Like, are there pattern or are there no patterns? Is it just, there are yeah. five senses and people have different pairings up of their most appreciated and their most neglected. And it just, it's just sort of happenstance. It's just one, such a minor factor in who you end up with it would be but also often when we're connecting with new people we do connect with them through the five senses because this is a really easy way for us to share an experience and get to know each other so it would make sense that people would more than more than randomly match up but i don't know i think that is a fascinating question i'm so glad you posed that. this is your next book maybe <laughs> well there you go or at least uh, at least it's something to uh to add to the quiz because yeah. so this quiz again it's gretchenrubin.com slash quiz again i'm not claiming any scientific validity for what i've seen because it's all it, 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 it's not like a nationally representative sample or any of that um but still when a lot of people take a quiz it it, it does sort of it, it can it can reveal it can suggest interesting patterns so Maybe in a new iter in a in a in a future iteration, I'll throw in a question, or I'll, I'll or, right. or I'll email the people who've already taken the quiz to say, "Hey, have your sweetheart take it, and uh, let's see if we see any patterns." That could be really fun. Yeah, and 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 patterns of people that end up in those lifelong, long term relationships, and people that maybe it doesn't work out. You know, like if there's a difference in in their similarities. You know, you 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 mentioned that you know. Uh, so, uh, maybe we get together on music like you know we used to go meet in clubs to to meet up and so you know you listen to your favorite artist and the song and then you're dancing with somebody and then you're you're getting simpatico and you take them out etc cetera, etc cetera. maybe you end up in a relationship 
uh, with them, you know, it kind of started from that auditorial yep. sort of sensory thing. And of course there's a lot of senses that go into it. We had uh, Peter Gabriel's, uh, we couldn't get him on for the show for a book he wrote called Reverberation and a company that's studying the science of, of music and all and the other aspects of life. And uh, we had his daughter on and uh, one of the uh, co-authors uh, and people in the company. And they had done some studies about uh, love language between couples that are happy together. And they found that their music and listening, and the, you know, they have a lot of songs that tie them together, kind of like love songs. This is our song sort of thing. And so uh, it was kind of interesting, the whole, the whole aspect of it. Well, see, I have to say, as somebody for whom hearing is one of my most neglected senses, that is not true for me at all. Mm -hmm. um, my husband appreciates music much more than I do. Oh. Um, and uh, and it's not something that brings us together, but that's because <laughs> of me. I'm not that interested in it. You know, oh. kind of, one of the things I did in the book Life in Five Senses is I really tried to find my own ways to tap into a love of music, to find my own ways of appreciating it. And I did, and, and it's much a bigger part of my life now. But when I compare it to people who truly appreciate it, who where it's one of their kind of leading uh, foreground senses, um, it's very different. And, yeah. uh, and that's okay because, you know, like I love the sense of smell and I do all kinds of things with the sense of smell. And so that's really fun. My husband doesn't really care about the sense of smell. Um, <laughs> but it is nice when you overlap, um, yeah. you know, when you're, it's like, well, I'm interested in trying new recipes and going to new restaurants and exploring new cuisines and let's watch a cooking show on TV and let's watch a cooking competition show and let's reminisce and let's have traditions that are built around foods and we have family foods and we have hometown foods that can be really fun and then for someone like me i'm like mm, you know i like the same diner mm -hmm. you know <laughs> the uh you know it, it's funny there's an old adage that people used to do uh in the in in the old world where, where it's called breaking bread mm -hmm. and when a stranger would pass through a traveler you would bring them into your home and break bread with them. And that was a way of getting to know each other. Yes. And probably over a lot of those senses of, especially of food and taste, but you know, smells and atmosphere and, and stuff and uh, stories of the road. And so really interesting how all this comes down and how we can really get in touch with being present or happiness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, so it's been fun to have you on the show and talk about this stuff and hopefully everyone can focus on being happy. Uh, Gretchen, uh, tell us where people can find you on the interwebs again. Uh, GretchenRubin.com is where you can find out everything about my books. I've got articles. I've got resources. I got excerpts. I got anything you want. If you want to take the quiz that we talked about, that's at GretchenRubin.com slash quiz, or you can just go to the site and look up quiz. Um, my podcast is Happier with Gretchen Rubin, where I talk about how to be happier. Spoiler alert. Um, and I'm all <laughs> over social media I, and my handle everywhere is Gretchen Rubin. And I, I love to connect with, with people about questions and observations and examples and resources. So hit me up because I, I feel like the world is my research assistant. I get so many great ideas and insights from, from, uh, from other people. There you go. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I so enjoyed the chance to talk to you. Thank you. And so did I. Uh, order up her book, Wherever Fine Books Are Sold, folks. Stay out of those alleyway bookstores because uh, you might get some smell senses in them. <laughs> uh, Life in Five Senses, How Exploring the Senses Got Me Out of My Head and Into the World. Uh, we certainly need to find happiness more than ever these days. Uh, thanks for tuning in to my audience. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that